Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Time for us to head on over to the BetQL guest hotline. Say hello to Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports National columnist. Dan, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We are doing well. So I was looking at your Twitter. It's at Dan Wetzel or your ex, whatever you want to call it. And uh, you tweeted a couple of days ago about the Caitlin Clark effect. And uh, I experienced it firsthand. She came mm. here to College Park and I asked my daughter, is she going to the game? And she looked at me like I was an alien, like, Dad, the it's game's sold, sold out. out. It's man. impossible to get a ticket. It's like LeBron James was coming to College yeah, Park. And you tweeted, the Big Ten Women's Hoops Tournament in Minneapolis is a near-complete sellout despite being two weeks away. Fewer than 2,000 tickets across seven sessions remain. They expect nearly 110,000 fans will be the first ever ever full sellout for pretty, the women's event. pretty I mean, her, cool. Her effect on not just college women's hoops, but sports altogether has been pretty amazing over the last couple of years. Yeah, it really has. I mean, she's, um, we're staying on our podcast. She's the most famous college basketball player in the country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I don't even think it's close. Um, I mean, she's in, <laughs> is she in an ad with Patrick Mahomes? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like she's that level, but then she delivers. Yeah. Like she's not, she's just exciting to watch. I mean, when she's going for that scoring record and she just pulls up from, you know, whatever, 28, 30 feet and just drains it. And then later says, of course, I had to break it that way. I mean, that's just awesome, right? Um, so she delivers. And so, yeah, the that Big Ten women's basketball tournament, they've never sold out every session. So people are just buying all tickets. Mm-hmm. And obviously a lot of that's ticket brokers. No one knows yet when – um, when she'll play, right? Play Wednesday more, right? But they're they're selling that out. Um, someone sent me the stuff for the Cleveland Final Four. The the hotels are like seven hundred bucks a night. <laughs> well, Iowa's got to get to the final, four. right? Like they're not even in the final. Like I mean, there's no. They're going to be in the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament. We have no idea they're going to make the Final Four. But like just the the excitement level around her, uh, both everywhere she goes, just during the regular season. The TV ratings, the social media, the uh, you know, I think fairly universal just excitement over this player because um, she's just really, really fun to watch. Watching people at the NBA All Star game go, oh, next year we got to have Steph versus Caitlin Clark. Yeah, like you know, when when have we ever seen like something like that where people are excited to see a college women's player take on the three point kick? Just very, very, very interesting phenomenon and. Uh, and, and and a very exciting single player. Do we know. do we have any idea what her nil deals are, and would she come back for another year if she, if her nil deals are more way more than what she would make in WNBA? It's very interesting, right? And and uh, so you know she keep she can keep all those going the WNBA, but the ratings for women's college basketball are higher than the than the, the WNBA. Oh yeah, and so you know her exposure is much bigger at the college level she would not get her salary at the WNBA but that's not extraordinary I think especially for a rookie I thought someone said it was 
might not even be six figures as a rookie. Um, it, it's interesting. And how, how about things like this? Now, I, I know they can't do this yet, but, like, where we're headed, like, okay, so the Big Ten's about to sell 109,000 tickets. Um, like, you know, like, what's it? I know they can't do this, but, like, what's it worth to the Big Ten? What's it worth to Iowa to keep her for another year? Right. right? They're going to sell right. out every single game, all the T-shirts, all the stuff. It's, it's interesting. She, uh, It's a bigger platform, though, at, at women's college basketball. They had a um, – I think it was, it was at Iowa, South Carolina. I don't know, was it Iowa, South Carolina or South Carolina LSU? But one of those games that, you know, just under 10 million viewers last year, which would be uh, excellent, excellent rating for an NBA uh, final game. Yeah. Just in terms of the NIL, do you think that, I mean, it's so wacky and who knows, you know, if the NCAA can ever kind of rein it in, but do you think that there eventually will be some sort of a, I think Rick Pitino asked if there should be a salary cap. Do you think there'll be some sort of a salary cap per team? I think that there will be um, because they're going to eventually become employees. The, 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 The athletes, certainly at the, at the Big Ten level, uh, you know, the high major level, and, and, and it will become uh, employees. I, I really don't see any. They're trying. Look, they are. They're, they're, they treat them like employees, or they want to treat them like employees. If you listen to the complaints of the coaches, it's these guys can just leave after one year. Or they mm-hmm. uh, we don't have any control. Of, well, they're not. They're, you, <laughs> if you don't sign them to a contract, then why wouldn't they? Right? Every student at, at, at university can leave at any point do this at any point you can't the 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 economics professor can't tell the student no you can't go work at that job off campus um or you can't try to start that business like you have no control over them because they're you haven't recognized them as employees so they're eventually they're going to be employees uh the courts have pretty much said that the supreme court has has intimated that brett kavanaugh wrote a uh, a few years ago, wrote a concurring opinion on a 9-0 verdict against the NCAA, basically saying, you're in violation of antitrust laws. You come back here, you're going to lose. And uh, he's still there. So I wouldn't I wouldn't challenge that. So I think when they become employees, yeah, you'd have a salary cap of some sorts. Now, obviously, outside businesses can continue to sweeten the pot. They can do that in pro sports also, and we've never really seen that. It's kind of mm-hmm. interesting, but like if all the businesses in one town wanted to say, "Hey, we'll kick in a few extra million in endorsements or collective to try to sway a uh, a, a signing of a free agent over a salary against uh, a tight salary cap," I conceivably they could do that, but we've never seen that in pro sports. So um, I think we'll get to the, I think we will get to that. It's just going to take a few more years. Talking to Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports national columnist. Now, you wrote about the NIL's impact on the NFL draft. What did you find? So it's pretty interesting. Um, so there was uh, the, the the number of juniors, basically, who are foregoing their senior year, leaving a year early to enter the NFL draft. And that's the first time you can enter the NFL. You have to do three years of out, out of high school. Um there was a seven or eight year stretch where it was over a hundred every year. The average was 115. The high was in 2019 was 135. Mm-hmm. And last year it dropped to 82. And this year it is 58. Wow. Guys have left early from college, just 58. Wow. Um, 
So it is down more than half since 2019 and about half of the average for, you know, a, a fairly long sample size. And you think about 58, about 25 of those, somewhere around there, 23 to 30, probably think they have first-round grades. Hmm. So you're not keeping Caleb Williams. You're not keeping no. Drake May. You know, those guys, those guys are looking at $30 million contracts, 20 NIL is not going to keep those guys. But what you are seeing are the guys that are going, hey, you're probably a third to fifth round pick. You know, we're not sure. And their college is sitting there saying, hey, we're going to, we, uh, you know, the boosters here will give you, I don't know what, 200 grand, 300 grand, whatever. Come back, play with your buddies, work on your degree, prepare for the draft one more year, all that. These guys are all taking that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you only have 58 people. So, um, you saw it last year. The University of Michigan's uh, boosters created a thing called the One More Year Fund, <laughs> and it was essentially a GoFundMe. Anybody could kick in, and it, its stated goal was we want to keep Blake Corum and Zach Zinter and Cornelius Johnson and these guys come back for one more year at Michigan. They all did, and you know they were all the stars that went on to win a national championship. I don't know how much money they made. Um, but it's probably pretty good. But I think, you know, I don't think Blake Corum <laughs> regrets taking that money and then delaying his NFL career by a year. Uh, so you're seeing a lot of kids at Ohio State come back. There's a lot of stars. So we're talking 70, 80 more really good college football players are staying in college to play, help their team, star power, talent, all that. So, you know, I, NIL is not perfect by any means. There's There's things that need to be worked out and all that. But there's a lot of benefits to this, not just for the individual player, but for these sports. Sure. And I think yeah. the coaches complaining all the time, um, you miss some of the – they're not thinking of the benefits. And uh, there's a lot of benefits. Well, it, it, it seems to go both ways, though, because, okay, it's keeping guys in school, but it's also getting guys shopping, right? And so they're they're going from school to school. Yeah, they can transfer. Um, yeah. You know, how much of that is they're just looking for money? I don't know. I, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's sort of – you guys know coaches, especially college coaches. They're constantly – for 30 years have been doing this, and they, they're they worried about recruiting. Uh, someone stole my recruit. Someone yeah, stole yeah. my recruit. Someone stole my guy. I had this guy and his uncle and, you know. Um, <laughs> there's not like there's one or two schools that have like have money and the rest don't. So some of it is definitely NIL. It's not a question, particularly when you're jumping from a, a lower level to an upper level. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a kid that's worked hard at, you know, the Sun Belt, the Mid-American Conference, and all of a sudden, hey, you know, Ohio State says, hey, we'd like to have you. Um, you're like, hey, this is what I was going for. You guys didn't see me in high school. But look what I've become, and you know you kind of see that that bit. So, look, the, the the transfer portal is different. The transfer portal is also keeping probably some of these guys because, you know, about about like nearly thirty percent of college football coaches switch jobs each year, and it could be a head coach and then all your position coaches. And when sometimes those guys go and you're a junior and they bring in a new coach and a new philosophy, and it's like forget, it, I'll just go pro. You can now say, hey, I'm going to jump over to this. So. It's again, it's not perfect, but you know, I feel like all it is is everybody complaining about negative, 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 and and the coach. It's generally the coaches that have the biggest voice, understandably, 
but they're so focused on the micro. There's a lot of macro benefits out there to to this stuff that the the, the fan. I, I think that just as a sport, and I don't run the sport, but if you were if you were marketing college athletics, I'd try to play up some of those and like, hey, look at this, man. We got all these guys stayed and played. How much how much better was college football last year because Blake Corum was the star at Michigan rather than you know another you know. Uh, a guy in a three-back rotation somewhere in the NFL. So, Dan, that tells me also, like, on the NFL side, a guy like Adam Peters, who takes over as a GM here with Washington, the pressure on him is even more tremendous now with less of a talent pool coming into the NFL draft. Like, he better he better hit on the picks because yeah, there, there's less hit. good there's, guys to pick from, mm-hmm. from the sound there's of less, it. There's less available <clears throat> raw talent. Now, I think that'll cycle through, and, and actually the NFL will get more developed players, right? So in a couple of years, it'll be a positive as these guys uh, stay. But it's certainly, um, it's certainly, yeah, less guys. Like I said, like I mean, you got 58 came out rather than 130, right? So that's you know 70 guys. Let's do my math. Yeah, 70. Um, the first round guys are there, but like if you take out the 25 guys that probably have first round grades that are juniors. Mm-hmm. you're only down to like 30, 30 guys sat there and said, yeah, I want out mm-hmm. of college football. So mm-hmm. it also kind of shows when you, the system that everyone's decrying. And again, I get it. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's ideal in every way, but college football players are basically saying, we like playing college football now. Right. Like we, oh, I want to stay. I'm not, I don't need to run. Um, there's a lot of benefits to this, but when you're going from, you know, something close to I don't have any money to I can make hundreds of thousands or million, you know, million dollars, it's it's one thing. It's another one. It's like, hey, I'm make I'm going to make two hundred thousand dollars playing college football next year. I don't really need the money now. My family doesn't necessarily need the money in that way. Um, they're sitting there saying this is a good option, and I want to stay and play with play college ball. All right. So speaking of college. Um... And speaking of money, <laughs> because these TV contracts for these conference uh, college football uh, conferences are ridiculous. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a really interesting year in college football because they're going from 4 to 12 in the playoffs um, with the five highest-rated conference champions and then the seven wild cards. Now they're talking possibly 14 teams. I know they've been talking about it, the committee. Um they would expand it to 14 in 2026. Um, and, you know, you start – and then who knows about realignment because Florida State will probably bounce from the ACC. Right. Who knows? Clemson will probably bounce. Carolina. I mean, college football is just a totally different world. I mean, can you imagine going from four college playoff teams to 14 just in three years? I mean, that's just unbelievable. And NIL and transfer portal and – wait. Yeah. Like UCLA is playing Rutgers in a conference game. How about this? How about this, Dan? How about this, Dan? Cal, who of course yeah. is in the ACC, California, of course, takes four East Coast trips next year yeah. in their schedule. Think about that. Yeah, four. Cal, Cal is in the ACC. Maryland is playing teams in California in a conference game. Right? Yeah, it's like un- what is going on? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a total. Every they kick the can down the road on so many issues for so long in college sports and like you ever try to explain college sports to like a foreign, like someone from like Europe, <laughs> no, look no. At you like, wait, what, 
what, wait, what are you guys are doing? What are you doing? Like, why is there this mat? Why is the biggest <laughs> building on a university a football stadium? Well, it's great though, you know. But uh, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But just it's great. So right, so they kicked the can down the road so many years, and now it's all coming. To, and so I get it. There's a lot of whiplash. You're just like, what is happening to my sport? It's like just exhale, take a deep breath, relax, watch the games. It's gonna be great. Right. Uh-huh. Um, the things that they really were worried about, like. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You know, Alabama is going to sign every guy. That isn't happening. It's actually much more competitive now. Oh, yeah. A school like Michigan never stood a chance to win a national title. It really didn't. They want, they want, they want a share of the title in 97, and before that they hadn't won one since the 40s. Like Washington and Michigan played for the title. It used to just be Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. Ohio. Like there's only four or five teams a year. Basketball last year, we had Florida Atlantic and San Diego State make the Final Four. Yep. Everybody – other than I think Grand Canyon is the only school with only two losses in men's basketball right now. Bryce Drew. Bryce Drew. Yeah. Great Bryce Drew. That guy will be coaching um, a big school soon if he keeps doing that Grand Canyon. Get him back. Get him back. I know. He's going to call that one play just for himself. That's right. Probably can still hit it. Um, but, like, you know, like UConn's probably the best. They have three losses. Well, we're not see, we're seeing much more parity. So that part is good. But, yeah, everything's changing. My thing with this playoff, my God, these guys, like, Okay, we have enough change, and then they're just they're piling more on to grab like a little bit more crumbs. Like the Big Ten needs a little bit more money. The SEC. Can we see how the twelve team goes? Yeah, right. Can we just can we just see like in a year from now we can be like, man, that was awesome, or this was that. You know what? We really need to do this, or oh, that's that's too many teams, or I don't know. But like, you're just jumping, you're jumping off the cliff, and now you're planning your next cliff jump. Yeah. It's, it's like, how about we see how we stick the landing here? Yeah. Dan, thanks as always for the time, man. We always appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, Dan. It's Dan you, Wetzel, Yahoo Sports National Columns. Give him a follow on Twitter. At Dan Wetzel, coming up in just about 25 minutes, we'll talk Caps hockey with Dylan Strom here on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.